Hi, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of Security Management Highlights coming to you from GSX 2021 in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, the security guy, Chuck Harold. But the truth is, there's a lot of people that work in this industry and they have every right to expect a safe work environment, just like somebody that works in a bank or just like somebody that works in a high school or a college. Carrie Getz, PSP, is an internationally recognized keynote speaker, blogger, and podcaster and the Principal and Chief Information Technology Officer for Strategiccom.com. Carrie, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to talk to you today. We're going to talk about new cannabis security guide that's coming out here. Right. Tell us about this. This is such an interesting business. Uh, when I was in the guard business and running guard companies, I, you know, 10 years ago, people approached me and said, hey, you want to do security for a marijuana company? And I go, I don't know enough about it, right? But it's really gotten to a point where if you're not paying attention to what these laws are in these different states and cities and you're in this business, you, you could run afoul of many things. If you think about cannabis, it really splits out into multiple factions. So it's not just the retail operations that you think of in the dispensaries, but there's grow operations. There's, uh, you know, when that product changes into different forms, for instance, when they do extraction, there's the transport and so there's all these different parts that follow this industry and some of them, you know, of course you've got patient confidentiality in that in the states where it's medically legal and there's different types of legality. So it's either completely legal, it's medically legal, it's completely ignored if there's laws against it and all different things. And so the problem was, is that as people are trying to set up operations as it becomes legal in states, the laws vary drastically from one country to another, one state to another. And so we decided we would pull together and try to come up with at least a best practices document, which we did. And that is now been adopted to fast track through the standards committee. So it'll be the first international standard for security for the cannabis industry. Well, now that's very interesting. Uh, I've done a couple of shows uh, on this. And I, I did learn exactly what you said, that there's just so many different laws and rules. And, you know, in the security industry, I think this was the problem. We're a little conservative, right? A lot of us are retired police officers. And we said, you know, I don't want to get in the security business for marijuana because it's not quite legal, but it is legal. You know, all those different levels, right? Uh, sure. What, what was the What's the biggest pushback you get when you bring this up to the industry? Is it just that Marijuana is federally illegal, and since it's federal law, we can't uh, we can't. Well, first off, the expectation is that that's going to change. The World Health Organization has already taken it off their Schedule One. The expectation is that the United States is going to follow it at some point. Although the states have certainly taken it upon themselves to decide whether that's legal or not, and kind of you know the pushback that you get is people who think, oh, it's you know it's pot, it's just a bunch of weed smokers, but it's it's proven to be medicinally very beneficial for people with seizures for people with Parkinson's, for uh, people that are taking chemo, for people that are trying to get off opioids and do pain management. So there's a lot of things around this that have, that have actually proven out to be, you know, we're proven that, you know, having it sit around on a schedule one is probably not the best thing because there are medicinal benefits and schedule one means there are none. So the expectation is that is that that's going to change. But where, whether you stand on being for medical marijuana legalization or not, a large portion of the population, about 70%, thinks it should be legal. So there's that. But also, you know, I think a lot of it is just kind of how we were raised. There's a there's a stigma around it. And people are a little weary of that, I think, from a, a stigma percentage. You know, they don't want to be attached to that for fear of 
some, you know, unknown or unnamed or some dire consequence later on down the road. But the truth is, there's a lot of people that work in this industry and they have every right to expect a safe work environment, just like somebody that works in a bank or just like somebody that works in a high school or a college. And so the idea behind this was really to be able to set it up so that the business entity itself is protected, the employees are protected, and we certainly learned a lot of lessons. So as part of this practice, we went back and interviewed people in some of the states that made it legal right off the bat to say, you know, where were, where were the standards lacking then? What do you, what, what have you added since then? What have you done to improve where things are going? And so that really helped a lot because it jump started that and it gives people sort of this even leg as they start through on the security practice to know that there is at least some standards, some best guide, some practice behind what they're doing and not just flying off the cuff. And you'll, you know, Tim Sutton, he does a lot in this industry. And he'll be the first to tell you that he takes a look at security plans all the time from people that are just sort of winging it. And when it comes to that kind of money and that kind of product and people's safety, winging it is, you know, <laughs> it's not the best way to go. Well, very well said. People in the industry, our industry, uh, you know, they have a right to be participating in this in a, in a way that's safe. And, and I agree with you. It certainly is not Cheech and Chong's marijuana we certainly changed since you and i were kids right there's a whole different perception here talk to me about the money uh this is still problematic now we're trying to shift towards bitcoin uh e-currency there's all types of different types of currency a friend of mine runs an armored car company he transports all kinds of dough all day long for these guys not sure what to do with it still in some states right uh are those laws catching up with the industry, because it's not sustainable to keep a warehouse full of money for the rest of your uh, your marijuana business career. So that is kind of a misnomer. It's not a cash-only industry. People okay. think it is. They still operate a lot with cash, uh, but they do have banking on the other side through normally credit unions or non-FDIC banks. There is a bill before Congress to make it legal from a banking perspective um, in an FDIC-insured bank, but. It's not, you know, there is a lot of cash involved, but it is not 100% a cash industry. But the fact that there is a lot of cash involved definitely increases the need for security and security protection. All right. Any new information on how the legalization of the industry, as in most things when you legalize them sometimes, has now shifted a little bit backwards? You know, people are going back to selling on the street because they don't want to pay taxes on their business. You know, this is an age old problem for all kinds of things happen during prohibition and stuff. Is, is the industry balancing these, this problem out? Well, I mean, there's, there's a black market without a doubt. Um, and, and actually, that's what some of the proponents say is that there's a black market that surrounds the industry. But I think the people that are looking at legalized cannabis products, whether they be CBD or marijuana or any of the derivatives, hemp products, they're really looking for relief. I don't think that, you know, that that element of black market is going to be out there. And certainly, you know, it exists in every city. That's not really one that we address because we're really addressing the legalized market. And so I think, you know, places where the black market still exists, that's still going to be a law enforcement issue. And that's not going to change. Now, if it does legalize, I think there's going to be some difference because it is highly taxable. It's very profitable actually for states that have legalized it. And so, you know, being able to do it the right way is is part of, you know, is really, you know, the mission of this document. But it's just like opioids. You know, there's there's illegal ways to get opioids. There's illegal ways to get a lot of a, dr a lot of drugs that people shouldn't get. So 
that is going to remain a police matter and definitely outside what we're trying to cover here. Good information. And I've seen a lot of these plans uh, from different states and I can't keep track of it. I mean, California has a very high standards for security, but uh, another state might have lower standards. And strategicom.com, Kerry Getz, CTO. Thanks for coming on GSX and we'll see you in Florida. Stop by, our, uh, stop by the booth at the, the and say hi. I'll do it. Thanks. Thanks for having me.